Millennium Live listeners, Connor Tui back here for another great episode of Millennium Live. I am truly excited to be talking to a great solution provider out there in our, for a healthcare transformation assembly. Lynx MD is revolutionizing data access so you can revolutionize medicine. I am talking with the co-founder and CEO of Lynx. Omer Dror. So, Omer, thank you so much for joining Millennium Live and the podcast today. It's uh, I'm very excited to to have you on and chat with you. Thank you, Connor. It's great to be here, and thank you for inviting me uh, to this podcast. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah, me too. So, listen, I I know uh, you know to kick things off that the goal is to unlock the value of of healthcare data to transform patient care. And as one of the co-founders, uh, I would love to just ask, you know, what what really drew you to, uh, you know, join forces and start a company like Lynx? And uh, tell us a little bit about your company's mission, just to kick things off. Sounds good. So, you know, I come from a cybersecurity and a data background. I spent a lot of years working on these types of problems where there's a lot of sensitive data and you know what's the best way to make use of it. And in healthcare, that's a huge problem. 97% of the data goes unused. A lot of the data is unstructured. It's notes, it's images, uh, videos, genomics data. All of it is being collected within the health provider systems mostly. Um, and really, it just sits there doing nothing. And it's going to waste. There's a huge opportunity around that to accelerate the development of new therapies, new diagnostic tools. Um, and really, that's uh, why we got into this uh, to begin with. There's an opportunity here to improve patient outcomes and treatments. And, you know, more should be done with that data today. Um, so we are on a mission to build a secure data ecosystem to unlock the potential of real-world data and connect the researchers with the medical experts and the data. It's my belief that if you put these three things together into the mix, we as a society have a chance to completely transform the healthcare industry. And that's what we're here to do. Well, that's excellent. And uh, as somebody with a cybersecurity background, you uh, healthcare uh, needs uh, more people like yourself. So... Let's dive into why, you know, why all this? So how does how does Lynx work with healthcare providers, researchers, and perhaps other stakeholders to promote this uh, data collaboration? So, you know, we're building the platform and we're building the network uh, uh, to promote these collaborations. And healthcare organizations have a lot of the data. Uh, you know, it's just it just sits there. Uh, and they have to collect it, um, but the resources that are needed to create an effective collaboration are huge, right? They have to collect the data, curate it, clean it. Because the data is so sensitive, all of that work falls on the healthcare delivery and the healthcare provider IT departments. And of course, this is not a priority for most of these uh, places. What we've done with Lynx really is to build a trusted data environment uh, every one of our customers gets their own trusted data environment. We ingest the data into that environment. We profile it. We map out the relationships. We understand the data automatically as part of the ingestion process. And then we take care of uh, privacy. We have patents around privacy. And all of the analytics and tools are in that platform. Our model is that instead of the data going out to the collaborator, to the researcher, 
And basically the healthcare provider system or uh, whoever is the steward of the data loses control of the data. Instead of that, the user comes and works inside a trusted data environment. They can get access to all of the data, especially clinical data uh, inside of, uh, of that environment without the risk of privacy loss and compliance loss and data leakage. There's a lot of data floating around in, in, in healthcare. And, and that's great. And let's do so. Let's do something with that data. As you mentioned, why is data sharing so important in healthcare, in research and development? And, you know, at the, at the forefront of that, you know, what, what are you seeing is the, the, the majority of the pain points that organizations and health enterprises are seeing out there? And really, uh, what, what problem are you trying to solve and where, where links comes into play? Okay, so there are really uh, uh, two sides to that equation. On the one hand, there's the life sciences, medical device companies, AI companies, uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies. All of these companies are dependent on the data to prove value, okay? And there are three, there are several different stages at which they do that, starting with R&D. Uh, so if I'm a medical device maker, um, and you know the entire com competition for medical devices is for clinical decision support. It's basically the AI. If I want to show, if I want to create accurate AI, accurate predictive models, and I want to prove that they're accurate, I need a lot of data to do that. Today, most of that needs to happen based on prospective data collection. I need to run a clinical trial to collect the data so I can, you know, train my train my uh, machine learning models. And there's a huge opportunity around real-world data to do that. Also, if I'm a, uh, a pharmaceutical company and I'm designing clinical trials, I'm trying to figure out which patient population am I going to go after? What are the endpoints that I'm going to collect for the clinical trial? Then I need all of that real-world uh, data that's collected. Post-market, okay, when I already have a device or a drug in the market, I want to show that it's the best or at least find the patient population that the drug is effective for. Uh, or that should be treated with my procedure. And, you know, that takes proof. It takes evidence, and that evidence needs to happen uh, with, you know, actual data. So I can re either run a prospective clinical uh, trial at the post-market uh, stage, or sometimes I can use real-world data to do that. And like I said, most of the data goes unused today, uh, but if they had access and if it was easy, and if it wasn't, you know, it didn't take two years to get access to a, a set patient population, uh, then there's a real opportunity here. Um, so that's one uh, on the life sciences side. The other is the healthcare delivery side. I think today, uh, if you look at the large, uh, um, the large player on the healthcare delivery side, the large academics, the health systems, yeah, um, they have a lot of resources that go. Uh, to access the data, to create data warehouses, to to create clean uh, uh, and actually use all of that data to generate insights for the operations and the clinical workflows uh, inside of these organizations. That's a very heavy lift. And we make it just a little bit easier uh, with that same trusted data environment, having all of those tools to analyze the data. And today, when we're working with our customers, um, on the uh, uh, physician practices and the healthcare delivery systems and the health systems, they're using the data both to make it accessible to the industry partners, as well as investigate the data internally, understand 
what is the level of care that they're providing to different patient populations and different um, disease states, uh, analyze it, understand how they can improve on it, and actually show results. You know, measure the results, show the results, prove to payers that they're doing a better job and actually do a better job. So I think you know the opportunity here is twofold. One is you know, better use of healthcare services, uh, more efficient healthcare services, and the other is actually getting new technology uh, and new medication. And, you, and it uses the same data, the same tools, uh, but uh, um, just to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, no, of course. So I, you know, now that we have that set, you know, we have the life sciences and the healthcare delivery, and we're, you know, providing this data to drive better outcomes. I, I, I want to know, you know, what makes Link stand out from a from a from a busy uh, crowd, uh, as you will, uh, you know, as a, as a remarkable solution um, for the audience, perhaps that is, are, are attending the assembly, and, and those who are could be interested. Uh, what really makes the Lynx MD platform stand out apart from from others in the industry? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question because there are a lot of a lot of you know different products in this space. A lot of people trying to address this problem from multiple uh, uh, directions. And at the end of the day, a healthcare organization, when they want to build something like this, they have to choose. You know, a slew of products, they have to integrate it all and create a platform that does all of this together. First of all, Lynx is a comprehensive solution, so we can work with uh, each one of these products that are out there, but you get something that brings in everything into one place. You know, there's one product that tells you what are my data assets, what is it that I have, uh, and how does that look? You can see the uh, work that's being done with it. How are people using my data? What are they doing with it? And also, uh, uh, what's the opportunity and what's the cost involved with that? And three is, what's the risk involved in terms of privacy and in terms of compliance? And bringing all of that into one platform actually allows you a, a whole new level of governance and transparency around what's going on with your data. Uh, that's one thing. The other thing is around uh, the privacy access. Okay, so when I look at the data, with our solution, you can actually leverage unstructured data and from multiple sources and tie all of these sources uh, uh, together to look at the patient across all of the systems that their data is collected in. Uh, and that's very unique. Uh, the entire privacy access model uh, means that all of that work is you know, taken from the local IT department. They don't need to, they, they don't become a bottleneck for this. Uh, this is all streamlined using the product. And when somebody is coming in and asking to uh, uh, access data, all of that access is provisioned through the platform. All of the privacy controls are controlled through the platform and the data stays on the platform. So if tomorrow morning you change your mind, you want to give a different level or revoke access to the data, you can do it within the platform. Um, the last thing uh, uh, that's important is around the networks that we're building. Today, we have one of the largest data sets in the world around allergies, around ears, nose, and throat. We've just announced our partnership to create one of the greatest gastroenterology data sets in the market today. And that's clinical, deep clinical data with everything that comes in uh, from the provider groups. Um, 
And, you know, I talked about bringing the medical expertise, the data and the data scientists into one place. When we do that around specific disease areas, that's where, you know, the magic happens. That's where we can bring it to a whole new level um, and get, get these uh, collaborations and actually solve for the disease states that are, you know, the most uh, uh, important and the patients that are suffering the most, I think. Yeah. I mean, those data sets are incredible that you have there. and. And I, I know you mentioned security. I want to get to that specifically with your background, but I'd love to know uh, if you could tell us more about the way healthcare organizations are leveraging the Lynx platform. And if you have a, a, a real world example or a case study, perhaps uh, to share. Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, we just recently announced our partnership with GastroHealth and Prometheus Labs. Okay, so GastroHealth is one of the largest GI groups in the country. Um, in seven states, about 400 providers, um, millions of patients. Um, and this is a perfect example of how the Lynx healthcare data ecosystem works. Okay, so Prometheus Labs, um, they have a, a test for IBD patients looking at therapeutic levels. This is a way for them to access those patients in the real world, de-identified, of course, with all of the privacy and compliance constraints built into it, but actually analyze that data. And this partnership will securely, it, it securely unites 10 years of, of real world clinical data with data that Prometheus Labs are bringing in, which is de-identified clinical labor laboratory data. Um, and they're doing retrospective analysis of you know, inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, so the result will be valuable insights into real-world clinical utility of a specific treatment in this case. Um, you know, and and it's uh, a way to measure the effectiveness and improving patient outcomes at the end of the day. This is one example. We have companies working on the uh, uh, platform today, looking at genomics data. Uh, and tying that with clinical records um, and looking at how the genomic makeup impacts uh, uh, outcomes using the clinical records. Uh, we have companies doing computer vision on medical images, uh, building AI for medical devices on images. We also have uh, uh, on videos. We have a lot of companies that are doing the analysis of you know post-market uh, data, looking at what uh, happened with patients post-treatment? What did the physicians write uh, about the success of the treatment? How that changed? If there was a second uh, line of treatment, what happened with that? Because of the richness of the clinical data and the privacy technology that we've built into the product, you can actually leverage it to get to much deeper insights into what's happening with your device or your drug in the market. Right. And what about those these um, external research organizations? You know, how are they interacting with you guys and 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 working with the Lynx platform? We're building a network. Okay, so these organizations can come in and see data from across multiple uh, uh, sources. They can understand what are the most valuable sources for them. They can work with one or more of these sources. It's a federated model for the environment uh, and you can actually you know look at data we have companies that are doing longitudinal uh, studies looking at the community data 
and looking at hospital data. And you can also run across multiple systems for the same uh, type of data, the same disease uh, type. Um, so we're working with them closely, uh, both on data science, machine learning, as well as just simple analytics and being able to uh, uh, you know, run epidemiological studies. Uh, it really depends on the use case, but I think the most important part here is the, the data itself, the quality of the data, the uh, number of dimensions that you get and what you can do with unstructured data that you can't do with claims or data that's been uh, heavily structured uh, before it was de-identified. So I want to get into something you mentioned. It's, you know, to keep this data secure, uh, we need to focus on cybersecurity. And I, I am aware that the founding team are is this combination or an intersection of data science, cybersecurity, and healthcare, which is a, you know, a great way to start this type of company. So I want to get your thoughts on you know, the measures that Lynx has in place to ensure the privacy and security of data, because uh, you know, especially in healthcare, that's become the forefront of importance. Yeah. Uh, I completely agree. We have to be very, very thoughtful in how we deal with, you know, with the data in this space, super sensitive data. Uh, and it's also data that's very, uh, uh attractive to, uh, malicious entities. Um, a lot of our, not, not only the founding team, but actually a lot of our company come from the, uh, cybersecurity, uh, space, and we are continuously, uh, uh working on you know, building the most, uh, the best solution that we can. So doing the compliance processes and the certification is one part of it. Designing the architecture from the ground up to be the most secure uh, uh, possible with all of the industry standards and also uh, uh, a little bit more and actually keeping that uh, expertise in place is very, very important. Um, but it's also the access model. Remember I said that the data stays in the environment, it doesn't go out. So this actually yeah. allows for things that weren't available before in the industry, which is forward looking security. You know, uh, um, just to maybe a, an oversimplified example, but if tomorrow you fi find out that a certain uh, uh, encryption algorithm was, uh, uh, you know, um, attacked and there's actually a, a way around it, the data stays in place. We always keep everything up to date. Uh, we can always add more security measures in place. Um, if we see malicious activity on the platform, we can track it, we can monitor it, we can shut it down. Um, and that's something that if you've sent your data to somebody else, you can't do. And if somebody is working hard and trying to re-identify patients that were previously de-identified, you don't even know that that's happening. And one of the problems with privacy is forward uh, privacy, uh, which is, you know, if I have access to a data set, one of the ways to um, attack that, to try to re-identify re those patients is to cross-reference the data that I have with other data that's out there. And, you know, the data uh, leakage happens all the time. There are new uh, uh, data sets that you can access and try to cross-reference those with the data that you have, and that's how you uh, uh, attack, you know, uh, a de-identified data set and try to re-identify it. Yeah. Here, you can't do that. Inside the trusted data environment, you only have access to things that 
uh, are inside of that trusted data access that you were provisioned access to, and you're tracked, you're monitored. So if you do things that are outside of, uh, um, you know, what you're supposed to uh, uh, do, the research that you're doing, we can tell and we can shut it down. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, a lot of details there. It becomes very, very technical. But at the end of the day, the healthcare organizations are in control of their data. They don't have to give it out. And they have the uh, uh, the best uh, security practices in place, uh, uh, which is also part of the certification process and the uh, uh, and the team that we keep. And that's great, Omer. And so, listen. Ultimately, the, the goal is to improve uh, patient outcomes, right, and, and improve that overall patient care. So, you know, in your time and you know, in your role, you. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen uh, to creating a scalable healthcare data sharing ecosystem? That's a great question um, because there are a lot, right? <laughs> uh, trying to do that all the time. I think one of the uh, uh, you know the basic problems is the complexity of the data and fragmentation of the data. Um, organizations, when they go into these types of projects, they usually start out with creating a data model and getting everything into one place. And that's a very expensive, very long project. It usually takes, uh, you know, six months and more to do. And then when the first researcher comes in and tries to research that data, they say, oh, oh but I'm missing this piece and I'm missing that piece. And maybe you can also structure this piece. And that goes back to, the, you know, the beginning of, of the process. Uh, because those IT resources are always the bottleneck, um, it takes a long time to, to get that uh, up and running. Um, we've flipped that process. You know, it takes us days uh, to set up a new organization. Basically, we connect to the data sources, and part of the ingestion is mapping uh, those out and understanding uh, um, the data dictionary or the, the structure of the data. The next piece that's really hard is everything to do with, you know, compliance and the fear from from uh, what I don't know and what the privacy regulations are like. People tend to be afraid of the regulations, even though they're not that scary. Uh, um, but to do it in a way that's compliant and that minimizes cyber risk uh, is not something, you know, a, uh, everybody's uh, trained on and understands and has confidence in how they deal with it. Uh, and that's a uh, uh, always been a problem for sharing data in this industry uh, with the advancement of all of the regulations and the sophistication of cyber attacks. It becomes you know, more of a uh, uh, fear, um, and especially if you're not coming from that field. Um, so, you know, there, there are ways to address it. I would say that in many cases, healthcare organizations are and organizations in general, by the way, are less protected than what they feel. That's a, a challenge that you need to uh, tackle, that the industry needs to tackle head on. Um, yeah. if we, in, Because if you look at it, it's a balance, right? If the data stays um, and nobody touches it and nobody does anything with it, that's the most secure solution possible. Let's put it in a safe and, and forget about it. Uh, but then you lose all of the uh, all of the potential. You know, you're not going to be able to use it to uh, improve patient lives. Uh, so it's really a balance, and we have to be uh, um, very thoughtful in how we 
uh, um, where we are in that balance in that scale. Of course, and and that's a perfect segue, Omer, to uh, you know the final part of this interview, and you know out there so far, you know, many organizations are afraid to even consider data sharing, whether it be, you know, what you mentioned and compliance regulation or cybersecurity efforts or cost even. What do you say to this? Those that are afraid to even consider data sharing, how do we help them understand that it's, it's not only safe, but um, as you mentioned, uh, necessary to improve lives and advance care? Yeah, so I think, you know, data is the lifeblood of research, okay? Um, the, the benefits of solving data sharing challenges are immeasurable. Organizations that are collecting a lot of data and not taking part of the ecosystem are actually, uh, um, you know, they, they need to understand that they need to. They need to understand the value for their patients and their businesses. Um, and, you know, it's about accelerating scientific discoveries and improving patient care and enhancing outcomes. Um, I think people understand it uh, and it can still be uh, uh, scary. So data sharing can be done securely and to some degree um, it's done every day, okay? So everybody's sharing data, even those that don't wanna share data, they're still faxing things around and you know, there's cyber risk with uh, faxes and they're still connected to the internet. Uh, usually people are afraid because they don't know and not because uh, uh, they're not because of the risk level that uh, uh, they're taking. I, I would say everybody needs to to be sharing data, but before you embark on on any kind of data sharing partnership, um, you want to evaluate the privacy and the security measures that your organization is taking, and you want to make sure that you're doing it with the right partner, um, and you know that you're comfortable with the uh, uh, relationships and with the expertise of the people that you're working with. You have to do it in the right way, um, but it's better to do in this case because of the value uh, of the data and the opportunity here than to just sit back and say, okay, I'm not doing anything. Um, if the practices uh, that, uh, um, that your partners are taking our sound, you can find a, a partner that adheres to strict privacy regulations and it does the right encryption techniques and the identification methods and access controls and everything is like top notch uh, and you want to do that and you want to put in place a strong data governance framework, okay? Uh, and that's, that's really, really key, okay? People are thinking about, I'll de-identify the data, I'll find somebody else to take the liability and then I'll be uh, uh, safe, but really, you know, it's it's more than the liability. It's people's lives and people's data, and you have to, you know, uh, um, take ownership of that, be responsible for that, make sure that these are ethical uses of of the data that you're sharing, and for that you need to build trust and confidence among all of the stakeholders. I think that's key, and it's also part of our ethos. Okay, that's why we came up with this method of keeping the data within the customer's trusted data environment and not just sending it to somebody else, making it their problem. You know, I have my data. I know what's being done with my data, who's accessing my data and what are they doing with it? And I think that's, that's really, really important. 
Well, Omar, first of all, I want to thank you so much for joining Millennium Live. This has really been a great conversation, and you've proven why Links would be a valued partner. And 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 thank you for exploring all the ways you're revolu- revolutionizing healthcare data to really empower teams and and revolutionize medicine. So it's uh, it's been an honor to have you on the podcast and. You know, I look forward to uh, hearing more about links and how links will will continue to grow and and uh, affect the healthcare industry as a whole. So, thanks for all the great work you're doing and for joining Millennium Live today. And we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure uh, being here and talking to you. And uh, uh, see you soon. I really appreciate it.